All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Crossing Swords. As always, I'm Andrew. And I'm here to bring you the breaking news, which is quite rare for us. We're usually a little bit ahead of the curve. We usually bring out a topic. We are. Um, and, and then it becomes really super relevant in the yeah. uh, in the days afterwards. This time we've done it the other way it around. We've waited like for the event and then done an episode. It's the curse of Crossing Swords, really. It just happens so often, it does our editing. That and the STDs. Uh, that too. Um, but we don't talk about that. Um, but what I wanted to do is uh, ask you to... Forgive me. Uh, uh, last week was a tremendous episode and due to myself uh, just absolutely shit in the bed technically basically just not pressing a button before recording you missed out on quality audio yep and sound effects and the sound effects were because i just said this i mentioned leanne a lot in the last episode you did one second ah it's the wrong soundboard Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. <laughs> That's the wrong one. I mean, it's this one. And that's why I did it. That's what you were missing out on. Will yes. Smith, can I just say, did not just slap the shit out of me. I've never met Will Smith. <laughs> I would love it if I got a text from you saying you're not going to believe. Yeah, you'll never believe this. Load today. up the soundboard. Will Smith <laughs> walked in and just. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. And that's how I say it. <laughs> you, it would, but I would love to know what you've done. To upset him to the point that he decided to smack you. I probably made a G.I. Jane joke. Especially as you work for a charity. So you've got to do something really bad for Will Smith to walk in and smack the shit out of I know, I'm a, I'm a good guy. Oh, well, on the face well, of it, on the face of on it. On paper. Like, for you, all appearances. Yeah, you're doing, I mean, I, I want to throw you, I'm not going to say his name. But there's been uh, people in the past that were very charitable, did a lot for the community and turned out to be right scumbags. So I feel like we could, I feel like... I've never success. been to a paediatrics unit, all right? Other than as a patient when I was a child. So let's just get that out there. Okay, that's fair. I mean, maybe you're, you've are you seen his mistakes and gone, do you know what? I've got to learn from it. Got yeah, you don't go through the front door, I, you I'm idiot. just, I, I reckon if we ever get successful, it's a big if, but you know, you can dream. But if that does happen, I'm going to be afraid every day of what might come out of the woodwork. <laughs> Me too. As we know from through a previous episode, if you get a terminal diagnosis, I'm on the way out. So, well, there's that. I mean, that's, that's, just my, that's my fear. That's your fear. <laughs> You're just living in fear every day. I hope he doesn't get cancer. Yeah. People are like, he's really sweet. He's like, no, because he's going to kill me. I <laughs> say, <laughs> oh, so sorry about the news. You're like, what, the death sentence for me? <laughs> you mean? I couldn't give a shit about him. <laughs> Fuck that guy. He's already dead. I'm like, do you know, he's in the, in this is the end. It's like it's too late for you. You're in a hole. That's what I'll be like with you. I'm like, it's yeah, too late I for you. You're already dead. In the film. It's a trap. <laughs> I'm trying to save it. Yeah. But yeah, guys, uh, this week, we there's only really one thing we could talk about, and we love talking about it. We've done it a few times now, and that's uh, our Prime Minister. Still our Prime Minister. For now. For now. The evening Prime Minister. Mr. Uh, Boris Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's a hell of a story over the Platinum Jubilee weekend. By the way, did you do anything to celebrate the Platinum Absolutely Jubilee weekend? Not. Um, not because I'm anti-monarchist, in, I think I've probably well, mentioned on I the I mean, past. we actually opened up a season by doing an episode on royals. I think it was season three. So if anyone wants yeah. to go back and listen good to our plan. views on the royals, good I plan. just thought it was a good opportunity. Yeah, and I just not? sort of like, you know, I like an awkward segue, but that one kind of just was a bit more I felt right. I it felt, felt natural. right. It felt good. But yeah, naturally, I am in support of the monarchy. Um, it was just, I was working. Um, and to be honest, we don't really know many people around here. And I know that's sort of the idea. But our road in particular didn't do a party. Two roads adjacent did. 
Road opposite me did. Didn't get an invite. But <laughs> well, no, I think they just kept to their roads when they were doing invites. Weren't I went they? out they anyway. Like each road could do their own. I went, I went on a date. Oh, so you know, oh, take that what you will. Oh shit! They can keep that. Another one. Another date. Another one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't another know what lady. the timeline is on that before you can use the phrase another one. But I have been on other dates in my life. If that yeah. counts, I'm just trying to pick you up, man. Do it again. Another one. God damn right. I'm <laughs> flipping through them. So, can we talk about this lady? No, I feel like a bit rude to do no, it on that's air. Fair. That's bit. fair. I get that. Get stuff. <laughs> nice way to bring it back round, though. Yes. Uh, so, Mr. Boris Johnson faced a. Oh, you vote. just heard saying get stuffed. Get stuffed. Yeah. He, uh, he got stuffed. Well, well, he didn't. It wasn't good, though. No. Um, so he faced a vote of no confidence. Yeah, yeah. Interestingly, quite a lot of the um, the MPs who wrote the letters to mm. the to the ni- to the nineteen twenty two committee, um, apparently, quite a few of them mentioned the Jubilee weekend in it and said, "Please don't announce anything until after the weekend. I don't want it to okay. spoil the weekend." Apparently, Sir Graham Brady said that quite a few letters that he mm. received mentioned that. Okay. It's interesting. I think that's fair, to be honest, because the Queen has been a magnificent servant over us. Oh, over that's all grand, years. but if ever there was a reason for a, a street party... <laughs> what, getting rid of Boris? It's the, the, the prospect of Boris going. But he didn't go. He didn't go, but it was very much... The numbers were, and I've got the numbers here, if I may. Yeah, I've Have written, you got yeah, the numbers? Please do. Please help yourself. Have you got the numbers? I wrote them down just in case. So, of, um, so 359 Tory MPs sitting in the House of Parliament, Yeah, uh, they voted 200... And 11 voted to keep him. Yeah. 148 voted against him. Mm. What that means is 41% of the party... Wanted him gone. ...voted against him. Yeah. And actually, when you break that down, it actually works out... uh, There's a sort of a term that's not frequently used called payroll MPs. Yeah. Which is basically the, the, the ministers and whatever else who benefit more directly i mean this is a really really loose definition so please go and do your own research into it but who who benefit more directly from the big tory donors yeah um actually what it means the way it breaks down is that 75 percent of the non-payroll mps the ones that rely a little bit less that don't benefit so much from the big tory money Mm. 75 percent of them voted against him yeah well that makes sense doesn't it and then Nadine Doris, fucking a dick. I mean, I don't know what else you can say about her. No, she went on telly, didn't she? She went on telly and claimed that, um, just before, she claimed that um, the big donors who have donated £80 million to the Tory party this year, mm. they would pull their money yeah. and their funding if Boris wasn't really... Like, actually, so you're holding them hostage. And she actually specified the marginal seats and... Uh, should think about that, and yeah. And backbenchers should really think about that. Yeah, I, it was brilliant. I don't... I mean... It's obvious that that would have been done behind closed doors anyway, but I certainly don't think they should be allowed to say that sort of thing publicly. I mean, because it's it's admitting it's nakedly to admitting to the, all the cards being held by a few yeah. non-elected. Yeah, that there's people behind the scenes that give us money that basically control what we do. Yeah, and my favourite Doris moment though was um, when first of all, did you see how the other week with Andrew Neil doing a rap? No. Uh, and not no sorry not doing a rap oh no she might have been doing it with Andrew Neil but she definitely did like a TikTok rap thing to promote Jesus. something it's embarrassing but my favourite thing was was she was like we're at war 
you know, it's an important time. And like, we're at war with Ukraine. It's like, I don't think we're at war with Ukraine. <laughs> I don't feel like that's completely <laughs> misread the situation. And yeah. it reminded me of something that happened off air between seasons. Mm. And I don't know if you saw this. I can't remember if we spoke about it. But George W. George W. Bush's slip. No. When he was talking about Ukraine. And he says, this is much as a war. than it is one deranged man's needless and relentless assault on Iraq. Uh, Ukraine. <laughs> and he, <laughs> I didn't see that. It's no. so good. That, watch it. Because he kind of at the end, he just goes, Ooh, you know, just does this little like shrug. <laughs> and it's like, bro, did you just admit <laughs> to like the war crimes that you've been yeah. heavily. Oh, it's so good. It's just like this, like, oh, my bad. It's just moment. something that's so deeply embedded in him that he just, it's that Freudian. I mean, like, I did think, like, in his defense, and there won't be many times that you'll hear me no. come to the defense of George W., but he did spend like, a large part of his tenure talking about Iraq. Yes. Mostly due to his own doing, but mm. that's not in or there. That's a different thing. But um, to compare, just to compare the, the Boris Johnson result to Theresa May's result, when Theresa May had her vote of no confidence a couple of years ago, or a few years ago now, um, she won with a hun- two 100 votes to 117. Yeah. She only had 317 uh, available, but what it meant is that thirty-seven percent voted against her. Yeah, and she went within six months. Yeah, and now in, Boris, and in, and in fact, Jacob Rees-Mogg went on television immediately after that result and called on her to resign. Yeah. So, yeah, Boris, it's, it's the whole it's thing. Funny, was, I've written down the opposite figures. I've put that Boris had a fifty-nine percent approval from the MPs, and Theresa May had sixty-three. And he only has marginally better than what Margaret Thatcher had when she was removed. Yeah, and it's the, I think the interesting, a lot of people when I was, because I didn't know about it, so basically um, I, and it's hence why you did the um, the promotion this weekend, not that people need to know the behind the scenes, is that I had a um, social media break over the weekend. Yeah. So Friday night I did a like a Happy Pride Month tweet mm. and then I was just gone. I just took myself completely offline. That's fair. Any particular reason? Till Tuesday. Um, yeah, I think it was just, I, I'm obviously, you know, and that some listeners will know that I, I can get a bit Twitter heavy. You definitely tweet not, more than I do. It's not always a pleasant place and you kind of rabbit hole a bit into the... Is that from responses this you're getting? Scum. No, you just, you just see all the news yeah. and you, you see more and more threads and people reporting about what's happening mm. in Parliament, particularly in like government and stuff. And it's like, God, yeah. this country's scummy. And oh god, and all that's very difficult. It's it's quite bleak, and then obviously you get into stories from all over the world that again just not very happy. And it's so I just kind of thought, right, for a weekend, I'm going to see if I can just avoid it. And it's also a test of will. And how did you get on? Um, it's tough because I'll be honest. When I'm idle, I do just my natural inclination is to just do it. It's by design. It's what it's Um, designed to do. Yeah, and it's mad. It's like this. So when I I've I've been off Facebook for a while now. When I took myself off Facebook, because I watched this documentary on Netflix. We've watched exactly the same and, documentary, um, I'd imagine. Is it, it was, The Social Dilemma? I think it is, yeah. And it was like, yeah. it's mad. Very good Within like two days, watch. my Facebook had like 30 plus notifications or something. Because mm. it knows that historically, I will always Go on respond it. after one or two notifications. And yeah. It just went up and up and up. And I was like, Jesus, this is insane. Mm. And Twitter was the same. Yeah, yeah. Like as soon as I came off it. Suddenly I had like and the thing 30 is, notifications being like, so-and-so has tweeted you, and this is tweeted and you're like... And it can make you a bit obsessive. Um, I don't necessarily... Like, I try 
it's a, a tactic I employ. I try and respond to things to get people to like what I've said, mm. to click on my page, see the link to the podcast. And it's a very indirect bit. I think it can work. Oh, definitely. Um, and I, I had this weekend, and you do get a little bit of a buzz from it. I just responded to there was uh, from Lad Bible. Oh, yeah. There was a thing about that they were adding halloumi fries. Right? I saw this. I saw your <coughs> viral tweet. I was going to mention Not that you viral. had a little viral. It's, it's calm it down a little. For me, it's for, viral. For us, it's viral. <laughs> I got like 30 likes on what I said, and it was literally... No, it was, more, put... like, it was more like 40 by the time oh, I saw it. it. Yeah, it was oh, up, I've it was only up. seen 30. Um, but it was... Um, Might have even been 50, but it was up. All I responded was, um, but no... Um, breakfast wrap and then just we riot and yeah. loads of people have just liked it um and actually i then went and checked our podcast stats and they'd, uh, gone, up. And they'd gone up so it definitely helps so that's sort of why i do it but you do get i, I was getting a little bit like a <laughs> that's a lot of likes. oh mate when you get a, like a tweet that gets a lot of likes it, it just and gives you this buzz. it gives you this notification in your notifications tab that says well done this tweet is being viewed x amount of times because they know it's higher than what you usually get. I mean, it's still piddly numbers. Like one of them was like, "Oh, your tweet's been seen by ninety people." And you're like, oh. I mean, I had I had a tweet that went uh, a, again a response to a major a big account mm. that, that I I had I had finished on like sixteen hundred likes or something, and oh, it was wow. like the fucking a best feeling. I was like, I can see why people chase that. Oh, absolutely. So I can completely understand on the reverse of it with the amount of negativity that can be there. Why you don't want to be on it. It stopped me for a while responding to a lot of stuff. Like I was following a lot of football pages on mm. Facebook and I was responding to stuff. And then it didn't matter what I put, how reasoned I tried to be, or like I would give both sides to what I was saying. And people would just come back at you going, you're a fucking idiot. What are you talking about? Yeah, I just... remember tweeting once in response to, I saw a thing about uh, a woman talking about football. Mm. and talking about her experiences of it. Yeah. And I just sort of came on and was like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, it's, you know, sex and gender have got nothing to do with it. You like football, yeah. you like football, that kind of thing. And immediately just the response was like, oh, she won't shag you, mate. And it's mm. like, I understand that that's banter. Yeah. But when like 30 people are coming up with the I same joke, I don't know that it is. Though, no. And it just, and it, to be honest, and I'll be fair here, those were the nice ones. Those were the nice responses. Yeah, it's the epitome of, of someone not. doing this. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, it's that exactly sort what of it thing. is. And like, they were getting quite... Um, there was not, They weren't really like getting threatening or too dark, but there was a lot of like... Um, it sort of brought out a lot of misogyny. And I just found that really negative because a lot of people being like, no, fucking don't... They don't know anything. They ruin it. They don't know anything. And it's my space and it's our space yeah. and whatever. And it's like, mate, if you're insecure about some shit, that's I mean, your problem to be honest recently with the football content i've been consuming apart from one thing a lot of them have been introducing more women and the people i've enjoyed on them the most have been the women um so saying it's our space and stuff it's just ridiculous and this summer thanks to the world cup being in qatar mm. and in the in the winter the football over the summer is the women's euros okay so there's there's women's football that yeah. women's football and women liking football are two separate things i appreciate that yeah but yeah, anyway, sorry, just to get back around to it, I didn't, I wasn't online. Mm. So my mum actually was the one, I was speaking to her on Monday at one point and she yeah. sort of said, oh, 
about Boris and the vote of no confidence. And I was like, oh, right, it's happening. And then I was like, right, I've got to stay offline. I've been <laughs> tweeting shit about Boris for years and nothing. Yeah. And I go offline for one weekend and there's a vote of confidence. <laughs> I was like, I've got to stay off until the vote comes through <laughs> just in case. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the people I was seeing, so I went online on like um, BBC and Sky and sites like that. And a lot of the commentators was all saying the same thing. They were like, anything around the 130, 133 mark, is bad. Yeah. If if anything around one thirty votes against him, it's going to make his position Almost somewhat untenable. untenable yeah. And and in the next sort of six to twelve months, obviously the vote of confidence as it stands means that he can't be challenged again for twelve months. No, although that's not as solid as you might think. No, it no, is. no, absolutely not. Because they the, the backbenchers threatened to change it when Theresa May won her vote of confidence. Yeah. Um. So they could do it again. Yeah. And the chair of the nineteen twenty two committee has said it's very much changeable. But um, they all said, yeah, anything around the 130 mark was bad. Yeah. So 148 is really bad. So do you think he will <coughs> stay in office until the next general election? Yeah, because he's the exception to the rule. Yeah, I see your point. Most people... Most, most he, I think the difference is Theresa May had very little political capital at any point, even when she'd first been elected. And when she... You know, she was decent enough that... When the support went from her, she was decent enough to realise that the party's no longer under my control. Yeah. It's split and it's not, you know, I need to leave. And she stepped down and she sort of did the, for want of untermed, honourable thing. Yeah. But Boris doesn't have that in him. Boris isn't that guy. No. So, I don't know I what, don't think I don't he know what I don't it think it's a, I don't think it's a bad thing for him. Short term, it's bad for the country. Yeah. Because it means it will be more difficult for him to get anything through because the level of support he'll have in the party will be. But I think long term, I don't think it's a bad thing because if he's in charge come the next general election, this whole thing has proven that this party gate thing isn't going away. The public will remember, and all those marginal seats and all those. It's funny you say seats like in the north that were won, you know, the red wall, so to speak. I was watching something. They'll be gone this morning. That's exactly right. They've said from polling at the moment. 85 out of the 88 seats they won from Labour in the last general election have we'll said be taken, well, they, will, gone. they won't vote for the Conservatives again. Not necessarily Labour, but they won't yeah. vote Conservatives. And Labour and Lib Dems have already committed to a, a, a pact, a coalition, Yeah. To, to mainly just because they want to change the, the electoral system yeah. as well. T- talking so about the... I think long term it's probably not the worst thing, if I can try and put a spin on it. Do you feel confident, though, because obviously it provides Labour a really good opportunity over the next year if he does, or over a year till the next general election, if he stays in charge, to really ramp up. Like, if I was them, I'd be putting every penny I can into whatever ad campaigns, into showing how... Like, I'd get in touch with Led by Donkeys. They are phenomenal at oh, they're pointing so good. these things out. They're so good. I would be ramping up all of that style of stuff, and I'll try and put a link in the description for the video I'm talking about, because it was really good, and it just sort of gave a history of Boris's life and his behaviour. And it's just... And it's all known. It was always known... He constantly lies, constantly I mean, he got fired. He, wants. he got fired from for a newspaper a, for making up stories. Yeah, making up a quote. It's like ridiculous. Yeah, and apparently when he was in school, he demonstrated a serious lack of responsibility and extreme anger when challenged on it. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But like, I think what baffles me the most is that all of this is known, and I sort of tweeted you, and it was because of this point, 
because uh, I think you responded to something saying that our local MP had, it was rumoured he'd written a letter of no confidence. Um, and I can say now that it's not a rumour. No, he's he was on the BBC it. when I was in the gym, because I yeah. go to the gym now, it's no big deal. I'm kind of like Hench. <laughs> you can tell, bro. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty flexing. Um, he was actually on the news today because he was one of the, because his seat was a marginal seat. Obviously, it's been lived it, for a long a time. It was a very close seat. Yeah. And he, he was on the news saying that it's, you know, it's untenable. It's just not okay that the, the trust has completely gone. Yeah. Um, and I think you had responded to the rumour saying I would have a lot more respect for him. If it's true. If it's true. And I get that. But I think for me, and I think my response was... No, that you're backing him despite... Before you've been backing like, him despite everything public. None of this is news. No. None of Boris's attitude, his level of responsibility, no. his behaviour is news to anyone. So he was happy to stand as an MP. No, and it's doing it for the wrong... him as his leader. It's doing it as for the wrong reasons because you're trying to save your own skin. Absolutely. But ultimately, it is still right. And I don't right. think that's going to work anyway. I, d- I don't think he'll keep his seat, if I'm honest. No, I think it'll go back to Lib Dem. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Because Boris is still in. Yeah. Because but Boris is still there. So do you reckon if he had have lost last night and whoever they put in charge, they could have had a year or so to get things sorted? Because when do Boris... Do you think they could have? Because when Boris says... Because this is this is like... No offence, but the British public are thick as shit. <laughs> when Boris says, I let's draw disagree. a line under the sand... Yeah. It's like, but we can't draw a line under the sand. You'll... You still did those things. You did. There's and still photos emerging of you, and there's still things. For any of it. And um, you know him standing in parliament saying, "Like I've been humbled," and then making jokes within a minute later. And mm. It's like I was very humble. Um, yeah, and like if, more details are coming out of things like the police didn't investigate certain events. He wasn't issued fines for things that other people were issued fines for at the no. same event. Yeah, other events haven't been looked into, like Harry's. Um, and what was quite worrying birthday. was he said quite early on when the police sort of, when it was clear that the police might give fixed penalty notices, it was it was clear really, he actually was quoted as saying, um, he's like, I think he's on microphone saying it to someone, he's saying like, I've been assured, like, don't worry, I've been assured that I won't receive more than one. Mm. So then months later, when he's received only one, and like you say, everyone else around him at the same point has received, all the junior staff have received yeah, multiple yeah. ones. It begs a lot of questions. It does. And but I think still what worries me though, scrolling through different threads and listening to radio shows the amount of people that still support him my can i just say one of my favorite um comedy acts i guess it is at the moment and certainly online are exploding heads mm. um they do the fake phone in calls and like i got duped the first time i saw one i was like this is ridiculous and then yeah. i clocked i was like oh, it's it's a it's a bit it's a yeah. thing um and it's worrying now that sometimes i listen to like LBC, or I'll and see you can't clips, tell if it's and I'm like, fucking hell, because sometimes they'll share a clip, like LBC will post a clip, oh yeah, 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 and then they'll share it and been like, yeah, we're just trying out some new accents here, guys, <laughs> yeah, because it is so worrying, yeah, it's, and it's, it's this blind loyalty, and I was actually talking to my sister about it today because she said like people say he got Brexit done and things like that, and it's like, well, technically on paper, he has, and yet today. Jacob Rees-Mogg, at point of recording, the day after the no-confidence mm. vote, Jacob Rees-Mogg was on the news saying um, that Boris needed to stay so that he could get Brexit done. Well, I thought, hang on, I thought Brexit <laughs> was done. Yeah. I thought that was the whole platform you rode in on. Yeah. This man who's been appointed to look for Brexit benefits. Yeah. It, it's just, everywhere you look, it's inconsistent. Everywhere you look, it's dodgy. And, like, 
the Nadine Dory thing really worried me because it was like we're now just openly admitting to the corruption that's going on. But do you know what? It it doesn't even matter whether he went or whether he stays or whether he mm. goes at the next election. For me, as far as I can see, the damage is done. Yeah. Because what he's made abundantly clear is that you can get away with anything. You can say Provided you've got you can literally appeal. lie and contradict yourself in the same sentence and you'll get away with it. Yeah. You know, you can in an interview you can say to someone one thing and they go, But you just said something else and you can go, No, I didn't and yeah. that doesn't matter apparently. You can get away with that. Yeah. You know, the corruption, the fact that the police he knew the police were only going to issue him one notice and he issued one despite being present for all the other things that everyone else was getting yeah. bummed for. Um, all that, the lying at the lying at the dispatch box. Yeah. Um, in Parliament. All of it. And it's it's he's already proven that you can do it and get away with it. And all it does is it sets the precedent for the next oh, scumbag absolutely. in all, office. I, I, t- I think I tweeted about it and just said it. I'm not as bothered by what he's done. It's the fact that he's got away with it and it opens up legacy. the door. It's his legacy. For whatever... Because... Like before, they've I think literally banned perhaps we protesting. were too ridiculous with what we expected people to resign over. Like someone might have had an affair, and you'd expect them to resign. I don't necessarily think that's fair. There could be all sorts of reasons why someone's had an affair, not justifying it, but you know, there's yeah, you know, I don't know. If, uh, their personal life does not concern their professional life no. necessarily. But we've got to a stage where you can just do whatever the fuck you like. I mean, this and as long as you're popular, this enough, lot. Of, Quite obviously, taking Class A drugs just before they go on telly to do interviews. Yeah. I mean, Michael Gove, Boris Johnson, even today, like, sniffing his nose thing (laughs) with the mannerisms and stuff, and it was like, you've blatantly just done cocaine. Like, there's no way... Allegedly. ...that you can, you know... I mean, obviously, you will deny it. I just feel like we've got to protect ourselves a little bit there. Fuck him, he can come for us. Well, he can come for you. Hopefully, I'll see him (laughs) in person in court. Fair enough. And I'll take that that bullet. Yeah, well, I mean, actually, and to be fair, load the it in a gun would be sort of shoot immense, it immense, wouldn't it? It would be good exposure. Yeah, surely we'd go viral. Yeah, like there'd be a lot of people. A lot of people, I reckon, there'd be a lot of speculation about is one of us uh, an estranged son? Yeah, and you know, a love child somewhere down the line. Mate, that was the thing that caught me the most. That kept making me laugh when I was watching the Led by Donkeys video. It was just oh, and he's having another kid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's full on. Another one. It was that throughout the whole thing. And every time he got someone pregnant, it was never his wife. Do you know what oh, I mean? Oh, no, it's never his wife. It's always someone. It's, it's always, always with an affair. Carrie Johnson is the first one, isn't she? she it feels yeah, that like, she's got pregnant. Yeah, I guarantee you he's banging someone else currently. I don't know who 100%. it is, but 100%. it's someone. It's someone. But yeah, and it's just... I mean, it shows how much money and power can do. Because look at him. Yeah, he's not great. I mean, I would give him his due. When he was young and slimmer, he looks better than he does now. Yeah, I, you know, turds can look not nicer than they were before they melt in the sun, but doesn't mean they look nice. Are you talking about my life? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not good. But Isn't do, it? He's not good. But do you... So that's where I stand on that. That's a statement. You can take that. That's fair. He's not good. He's not good, absolutely. Uh, and I think I know what Boris would say to you in response to that. Get stuck. <laughs> <laughs> he'd call me. He'd probably make a joke out of my name. Or he might invite you out to a trip to Peppa uh... Pig World. <laughs> oh, Peppa Pig World was such a good moment. <laughs> such a good moment. But yeah. Um... Also, the the Boris thing because that's not his name. No, it's not. And I don't think a lot of people realise that. No, it's just sort of his nickname, isn't it? It's his middle name. Yeah, it's like isn't Alexander it Bar- De Feffel 
yeah. Boris Johnson or something. It's yeah. like, like some weird, like, well, not weird. I think it's like South African, but yeah. And he wasn't born Dutch, here. He was born in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Which was something I didn't know either until this Which I, doesn't bother me personally. No. Everything it, about his personality does. <laughs> yeah. Everything else bothers me except for the fact he was born in yeah, New York. Yeah. He was born where he wants. Yeah. That's fair. Um, do we have a rule in this country about it has to be someone British? I mean, you have to be. I know you have to be a, a citizen. Yeah, I mean, yeah he is, that a, makes he is sense. a citizen. Obviously, yeah. Um, I'm not questioning his lineage, but I'm just curious because uh, no, no in ever, America you can't be the president unless you're. No American, one ever wanted to do a birth certificate check on Boris, did they? No, I wish they would. Be, could you imagine if we found out something else? I don't know, like Barack Obama's his father. I mean, I, I would understand why Barack kept his distance. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but going back to the issue at hand, so to speak, so obviously now we potentially have at least, going by Theresa May, a six-month period. Mm. But say he, could, he, does, he could ramp up shit and start trying to pass shit through oh, absolutely. in preparation for what's to come. Um, but my other question is, do you have any confidence in Labour slash Sakir Starmer to capitalise on this Sabir between Starmer, now and then? Starmer, you mean? Sabir Starmer. Um, well, honestly, I, I, I don't. Mm. I do think Labour have struggled with Labour will find it really, really hard. What they've got is they've got they went from sort of one extreme to the other. Obviously, the extreme of Jeremy Corbyn being. Very or left. certainly perceived as quite far yeah. to the left. Going to Sakir Stom, who's being perceived as quite central and possibly even like, you know, but being yeah. the, the the kind of like the goody boy scout kind of thing. Oh, absolutely. And whereas Corbyn's a bit of the left wing rebel. And yeah, he's what, the guy that sat down with terrorists and what they like really that. need is someone like Boris in the sense that someone with personality, yeah, someone with before, a, just a you a need a, punch a nicer version and of a Boris laugh Johnson. And a, you know. I think he's trying his best. I think the problem is, as we've said before, you need someone who can play politics. He can't, I don't think, particularly. And also, I don't think he wants to, and that's part no, of the problem. No, and I respect that. But I think, Absolutely. But I think he needs but to is be... is it effective opposition? He needs a more kind of brilliant nature. He needs a more... Or he needs to surround himself with more of those people that can help, help him navigate those waters. Um, I mean... Having listened to the guy be interviewed for about an hour, he does genuinely come across as quite a nice bloke, very successful. Yeah, but has also hasn't been in politics that long. No, he's, he's honest and he's down to earth, but yeah. he's not the kind of guy you can have a, a pint with. And I think the you well, know, no, he's sir. Uh, I think again, I think I've said before, sir. Yeah, I wonder whether that's part of the problem as well. But that he is a knight think, of the realm. You know, remember when the surge that UKIP had, obviously led by kind of xenophobia, but a lot that mm. was people thinking Nigel Farage is a bloke you can have a drink with. Yeah, and Labour kind and of again, needs someone. I think like that. part of that with Boris as well. He's been very good over the years of showing this sort of man of the people image, um, and I think he's ridden that. Um, and but for some reason, there's still a large swathe of the population that buy into that, despite the fact oh, he's shown nothing. Not even close to being a man of the people. No, um, and I think that's something that really scares me going forward. <clears throat> it's not just the lack of action and support towards working class people, but the general. It feels like oh, disinterest in the working class. He feels a little bit to me, in only one very specific way. So I don't want to absolutely mug this person off yeah i'm not going to name names but i know someone i think you know them as well anyway it doesn't matter. okay 
I know someone. I'll be trying to figure out who it is now. Who, um, not to name them on the pod. Uh, who sort of likes to go for positions of power. They don't really care about the job or the thing that they're doing. So in their personal life, in their their hobbies, they want to like, you know, become the leader of whatever it is they're doing. They kind of want to work that way up. When they're at work, they want to go for the kind of I think the various I management positions about. that become available and stuff. And it's like I don't think they actually want that. They just want like the title. Yeah, and they the want kind of position. The it's what feels like status. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like in that one position. very specific way, and every other way they're very different to Boris Johnson. But in that one specific way, it's very much like Boris Johnson. Okay. I, I think don't think he gives a shit about all. He just wants the title and the power and the power. And then at the end yeah, of the day, he wants the opinion that comes with it. That yeah. Like, oh, that guy's quite important. Yeah, you know, he, and then he's yeah, and then he's open to anything else to being led down various paths to be yeah. the rich richer. Yeah. And I think, like, I was, I can't remember who I was talking to about this the other day, but I said, can someone just explain to me? You, you talk to other people? Sometimes. Um, oh. It was probably my mum. Um, but it was about, obviously, the rising cost of fuel and energy and everything like that. And I was just like, how can someone explain to me how we're in a situation where all of the companies that are having these shortages are having bumper profits, but yet, the prices are rising. How are they still? I just don't understand no. how we're in this position. Um, like our monthly uh, electric bill, I think it was going up around fifty, sixty pound a month. Yeah, and the that's, cost. That's a lucky. The one. cost of petrol is well, that's what seven hundred and twenty pound a year minimum, and that's just yeah. um, and that's with me and my mum trying to be as conservative as possible with what we're using. Yeah. Um, and then the fuel price, it's a, it won't surprise me if it hits £2 a litre soon. The RAC um, are telling drivers to prepare for it. Yeah, it looks imminent because even the cheaper garages are hitting 180 now. Yeah, well, I went, I fueled up at um, a supermarket the other day and, and generally supermarkets because they don't rely on. Yeah, if you go somewhere like, money. I don't mind saying their name, Asda, if you go well, to them, they have, asked, uh, like, yeah, there's one that tends to be slightly cheaper and than the, Yeah, and, and like the no reason staff. is. is well, also they they don't rely on the fuel to make their money. They just that's want. That's true. It's a sub. It's like an they added sort of want it. Sort of they thing. want you to get you there. They want you to yeah, another yeah. reason for you to come, kind of thing. So they're able to offer. So price. they're able to take fewer profits on the fuel itself because they'll be they're making, making the profits money from you in coming the store. Into the store, yeah. Um, and so I went to it, but I, anyway, but the yeah. reasons is I went to the supermarket and it was like one seventy two, basically one seventy one nine, and it was like oh. I sort of looked at the receipt. I sort of looked at the thing as I was filling up, and I was like joking. I was like, "This is the cheaper one, fucking yeah. now, man." And I, and I don't drive, and I I genuinely would. There's no way on God's green earth I could afford to run a car at the moment. If no, I no, it's it's tough. Um, it's and tough. I don't know how people are doing it, and especially for people that rely on a car for their work. So like, I'm if already you're driving like an Amazon less. driver. Or yeah. something like, or any delivery driver, and they're freelance essentially. They're not. I don't imagine their fuels being covered by. Well, I job. saw um, a haulage <clears throat> company saying that the cost of running a lorry over a year, fueling it because it's obviously diesel and they have big <coughs> tanks, but they fuel up a lot. They do a lot of journeys. Yeah. They said it's gone up at the you know if the if the prices stay as it is, mm. then they'll be paying twenty grand more a year in fuel yeah. to run one lorry. 
That's like that's a big, you know, when you look at the big picture and you yeah. if you're a haulage company, you've got like five, just five lorries. Yeah. Suddenly, you're paying a hundred grand a year more out of your business than you were before, and it's like that's where do you find that that's money a from? Big expense. Yeah, <clears throat> and then on top of that, for a haulage company with the restrictions since Brexit, it must be even harder. Yes, sitting. I can't believe that Natalie Elphick or whatever, however you say her name, mm. is still backing Boris and Brexit. And it's like your constituency has suffered so fucking much mm. because of Brexit, and you're still out here peddling the denial of Brexit. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Well, they will to the hill. I think until Boris is no longer PM, if there's another Conservative PM, then I think they might have a different stance on Brexit because it's not like Boris is the one who's chiming. I've got it done. But I also so, think as well, in saying yeah. another another Prime Minister, if 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 another p- member of uh, Parliament, another minister or whatever, steps up and takes that role, then it's much easier for the public to accept when they say, let's draw a line under the sand. And yeah, the public because, go, yeah, because Boris is gone. And Boris, yeah, even if absolutely. they were present, even if they did get a fixed penalty notice, yeah. it doesn't matter because Boris is taking all the heat for it. Mm. So if, if, if Johnson goes, then they can ship out those worries with him. And they oh, can throw party it's gate like they out with him. put their hands up and go, oh, it wasn't us, it was that guy. Yeah. Despite the fact every single one of them, like, for example, was it Liz Truss, who before becoming yeah. a cabinet minister, would, like publicly said, I will never back Brexit, it's the worst thing we could possibly do for our country, became a cabinet minister, pretended like she, she was very, it all along. She was very pro-EU, and like, particularly going back to her uni days, apparently when she was, she, she was part of her debating team, Yeah. apparently she did, she chose to do a number of her debates on mm. pro-European Union on the benefits and why we shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, but look Boris to Johnson leave it. himself, yeah, he's, exactly he's the like same. Twenty twelve or he whatever did it was, like he was saying two um, releases, didn't he? At the same time, one pro-EU and one anti. And when he noticed anti was far more supported, he just I'll he go that way. It. Yeah, and I think that's what bugs me the most is when Brexit and all the things Boris has done has so much support. I think they genuinely believe that there is some sort of vision. Like, in their heads, naively, they think, oh, well, Boris knows what he's doing. But it's not. He's just going in waves. It's well, just it's whatever's like fashionable. Of, there's always a little bit of, and people have said this for years, where they kind of go, <clears throat> you know, at least, I, you know, I might not like someone, but I respect them, that they have their convictions and they have Absolutely. their beliefs. But when you look at the damage that Brexit's done to this country... You think you don't even believe in it? No, you didn't even. And want, that's like, the five point. Years All ago, of it's until, been done until the public by people look like you I might guarantee vote none you of in. them behind closed they doors didn't believe it. in it. Any of them, and you can't even um, say, "Oh, I respect them." At least they believe it. They didn't believe in it. No, they didn't believe in it until the polling said that they should believe in it. Mm. I completely agree. It's just it's horrible, uh, but it's the situation we're in. And like oh, again, I was having this conversation this morning with my sister and my brother-in-law, and I said, "Like, but what do you do?" I said, beyond overthrowing the system, I don't know how you change any of it, what we can do. The only thing we can do is that as individuals, we try and be more educated on what's going on. And I was thinking about this this morning. Like, I don't put a lot of effort into being sort of... Informed. Fairly informed. I'm, I'm not fully read up on everything. And like for the podcast, I'll cram for about an hour... Reading and watching different things. More than I do. That's as far as I go. I don't, and I'll write some notes and things like that. But in terms of in general, it's from Twitter. I follow certain people that I trust, and 
but that's it. Do you, tr- things, you know? Um, do you trust them? And it's that it's that thing of Twitter and social media. It it rabbit holes you, man. It it sees yeah, that you're looking one way, and it only shows you posts that thing. support it. I think I've been very careful in who I follow because um, I don't follow all the same viewpoints. If you get what I mean, so like I follow people like Owen Jones. Um, there's a really left wing one I follow. There's a really right wing one I've I follow. Just got to get the name right of someone who. Um, and I think I followed one through what there's someone you follow. I can't remember their name. I'm about to. Bring, I might be about to mention them yeah. because either I was going to say there's someone that I follow that I can do be quite really extreme. Femiolo Wole. Uh, yes, Femi's yeah. good. That's another one. He's very good because what he does is. And um, obviously, I know anyone can use facts to use, but what he does is he'll literally take quotes um, and and articles and whatever from either the people he's dissecting, whether it's Nadine Doris or Boris yeah. Johnson, or from leading economists mm. or whatever, and he'll say, this is why what the government's saying is not quite adding up. This is why. And he won't just do it on, you know, he when he makes his videos, he backs them. Yeah. He brings out all the... yeah. So and I he'll sort of make a point of saying like, and this is the government's own body yeah. saying that's contradicting them yeah. kind of thing. And that's been consistent for everything they've been doing. But yeah, yeah, I think like I've curated it quite well to the point where I sort of get the gist of what's going on through the opposite viewpoints and I try and find my opinion somewhere in there. Um but I don't have to put a lot of effort into it, and I think that's why I get even more disappointed that the more people, people aren't. aren't engaged because it doesn't require a lot of effort. All the information is at your fingertips. Um, but I think the problem is a lot of people take everything at face value, whatever it is they do engage with. So if they happen to watch, like, my mum, Jeremy Vine, a lot of my mum's political views come from that show and what she's heard on it. And so depending on who they have on that day depends on the level of credibility that, opinion holds and there's times like my mum will say something to me and I'll go all right well what have you based that on like one of the examples where there was a nude party that was sort of coming up nude party new party well don't disappoint me like that just lie and say nude fine nude if that makes you happy it was a nude party do you love a nude politician and uh, my my mum was like I'm considering voting for them in the council elections and I was like oh okay fair enough what is it you like about them and she was like oh they just seem decent and I was like and I went a bit James O'Brien and was a bit like, yeah, but what does that mean? Like, what was it in particular you liked about them? Is there a certain policy, something they want to do in the area? And she just sort of went, uh, and I was like, well, like, look, you can vote for whoever you like. I'm just genuine. It wasn't doing it to pull my mum apart. That's I was just the, genuinely. That's the thing. Like, I, there's no. I'm always, I'm quite critical sometimes of James O'Brien for the way that actually he cuts in a bit too, in my opinion, yes, I cuts would agree. in a bit too much rather than he'll be like, you know, but why? And someone would genuinely be, you know, like you're on the radio. It's a bit mm. nervous. You know, you're not going to. And also, I think he loses everyone doesn't speak like broadcasters. They're not no. all succinct. And they're not as and to articulate the and, as, and, articulate. and as, in, as intelligent. They as might he go is a bit well. around the houses. Yeah. But you've got to let them go a bit around the houses. And you can see if they're going a bit too far off. I can understand point. that. But I can understand the reason he doesn't at the same time because, one, he has a very limited window. On no, but subject. I do think he. he I've he a he should of, definitely give them more breathing room. Yeah, quite a few times I've heard people be on their way to explaining. Mm. And fair enough, there's plenty to cut down because what they're saying is dumb. Yeah, But they'll be on the way to explaining and he'll cut in early and it's like, mm. oh, hang on a minute, let's just give him. Yeah. But having said that, sometimes if you do take a kind of more relaxed approach, but take that approach with people, 
it's amazing how quickly effective it, it is because yeah and all you just do is okay and it's like you've just got to be a toddler you've got to go why and the thing is why do it to yourself as well 100% so like sometimes I can't remember there was something recently and I wish I could remember what it was where I went oh I don't like that and then I sat down and I was like but why don't I like that and then I started talking myself and I was like I actually I don't have an issue with that well it's like Frank's and changed my mind on um, it completely Frank Skinner who I'm a big fan of. I quite like Frank Skinner. I think he's very yeah, funny. I don't man. mind Frank Skinner. He's a nice guy. He's, he's. I saw him recently speaking about and people speaking about him about how he he's basically done that with himself over the time over the years. Mm. And one of the things that he's recently realised is how his own internalised homophobia mm. and sexism. And he said, like when I was growing up, actually I was really quite sexist and homophobic. Yeah. And he's like, and it's only by sort of asking myself, you know, digging into it and sort of realising that I was and sort of going, but, you know, it doesn't make sense to be that. It doesn't actually yeah. line up with how I feel. It's just, you know, it's such an internal thing. And often, it's quite an interesting thing to, that you can do. Yeah, and I think what it ultimately skill, comes to, I think we learn to do it as children. We take on board, like I did it a lot. There was a lot of things I would say and think just based off I heard my dad say it. And then yeah, well, we know again. We know someone who actually like all of their opinions yeah. came from yeah. And I think and at a time it was me, and it was like yeah. music taste, political a bit. Not you know yeah, we weren't yeah. like big into politics, but like political opinions. All but that they, stuff was they like, were like just a social what comedian, I was saying. Whoever yeah. they were closest to or the most influenced by at the time, they aligned with basically whatever they believed in. Yeah. Um, so like for a while is, they were quite left wing and into pop punk, and then it kind of. <laughs> moved yeah. away yeah and i get that and i think it's quite natural i've definitely had it and it's only and it's for me it's just about self-reflection isn't it it's about being able yeah, but th- to i mean i've got to be fair and say that that is a real skill and not a lot of people possess it i think you're right um well not I, not the majority don't possess no it. i like, think oh, for quite me, a lot of people where do, it came from for me is i tend to overthink a lot so through that i tr- like if there's a situation I'm going into that makes me uncomfortable, I will sit, not necessarily, but it will go through my head beforehand, what could happen, what they might say, what I might say in response, what they might, then I will go through all of that. So it means I spend Planning a lot of time. these podcasts must be a nightmare for you. No, with the podcast now, I write my notes down. I know generally how I feel about whatever it is we're going to talk about. And I'll just go from there. And quite often I know with us we fill it well we just go off on tangents do you know what I mean so we've already been off on a few today yeah, we have um so I, I, it, that doesn't bother me now I'm comfortable enough with this and like doing it last week with Alex I just want to give him a shout out he was so naturally himself yeah it was beautiful and that's why I'm so annoyed that the technical issues we'll have were, to get him were. back on Abs- and, and that was what and I was going to say um, we'll absolutely have him back on. I'll have all the sound effects that I had before. Obviously, it's not going to go down exactly the same, but he'll have his intro. Um, and yeah, it'll, be, it'll just be much better. Um, now that I know what mistakes I've made, I know. Have you got Have you got a soundboard on there that you that, that comes to mind when you think of me? No, not particularly. Have you got one that you think of yourself? No, I've just got different sounds and i'm gonna try it like i did it today knowing that we were going to talk about boris i went and downloaded some boris, some boris ones so Pepper i will Pig. based off of yeah what we're talking about i will um hopefully try and curate it as we go based we'll off see of time how and goes. effort levels but so far it's been kind of all right despite the fact the failures last week um but yeah so through 
like my things, I tend to, it's caused me to spend a lot of time and also having anger issues when I was younger and counselling when I was younger, I learned to actually look at what the... Counselling is actually a really effective way to... It really is. I mean, obviously, it's it's not always affordable and even more so now. And, yeah. you know, it's not something that's readily available on the NHS. Not it's becoming more available through other services. If you're not worried about whether you have to be face-to-face with the person, it's on the phone services, there's online services, there's more help being provided um from different sectors or from the private sector mainly um but the nhs issue is a real issue but that comes down to underfunding which is another issue from a tory government um but yeah the counseling and things like that i was forced to look at the root issues of things and it gave me tools going forward to, to look try at things to retrospectively yeah. and introspectively yeah search for things um and it's why i'm i may not sound it always on the pod but i'm far less harsh of what i think of people now i try to be more forgiving because quite often it will be something i don't know there's something else going on when someone's really aggressive nine times I mean, out of ten so there like, must be something going on that's pissed them off yes, that day yesterday or, um i was with someone who had a real angry outburst yeah. at me and it was over nothing yeah and my first I mean, I was angry because I was like, no, fuck you coming at me. I'll fucking come at you, you dick. Absolutely, and that's normal. But at the same time, I knew, I was like, I will get past this anger. I'm going to be angry for a bit because it's really pissed me off. But I was like, at the same time, I knew, I was like, okay, I know exactly what's going on with them because I know this person and I know what's... And it's never the thing. No. Like, when people get angry, I would say 99 times out of 100, it's never the thing that they're getting angry over. It's a build-up and it was just the last... Yeah, there's something else going yeah. on and that just happened to trigger yeah. it. And the thing is, again, I don't blame people for the fact they're not more, don't look inwards as much because also who has the time always to sit down? If you're busy working full time and you might have a family, you miss it, you know, whatever's going on. Well, you might be like, Boris, you might have several families. <laughs> Jesus, how that man gets anything done. He just must not ever see his children. Yeah, no wonder he keeps skipping Cobra meetings. Yeah, He's got his todger out. <clears throat> I guarantee that's quite accurate. I reckon just like I reckon he's banging every night. I reckon he calls it a todger as well. <laughs> Probably. Or he calls it his Johnson. Oh, I, I hope he does, but I, it's yeah. a missed opportunity. Yeah, if he's not saying, Do you want to see Mr. Johnson's You'd like Johnson? Like to see Boris's Johnson. Yeah. He's missing a trick. In other uh, words. I bet that line works as well, but if you want to see more Johnson. In other words, if I paid you, would you touch it? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so if I got you a government contract. So yeah, I don't really blame people. Um, but it would just be nice if people were more engaged, if people were a bit more self-introspective and all of that sort of thing. Just it, for me as well, it's about following a, following a thought through. Yeah. If you have a thought. So like quite famously, I always say, you know, the, the, the amusing one that always gets me is where I work. Um, you know, I used to work on the phones taking bookings for mm. uh, donations yeah. um, and furniture donations and people would offer you, oh, I'm not even on the phone and you'd be, you'd be like, they'd be like, I've got, a, you know, a sofa. And you're like, oh, I'm sorry, that's not, you know, and you do this hideous thing with like burn marks and springs yeah. missing or whatever and you're like, no, we don't that's want not, that shit. that's good. And they go, what, it's for the, you know, it's just for the homeless, isn't it? It's like, <laughs> and all I think yeah. is, follow that thought through. You think I'm going to give a, a rough sleeper a big three-seater sofa to lug around, <laughs> tie a bit of string around it and they can walk it up and down the street. <laughs> And all you've got to do is just follow that thought through. Yeah, yeah. You know, just once you've had the thought, 
I couldn't envision agree more. it. Move on. And like, it's politically, it's exactly the same. I think just follow the thought yeah. through and kind of, like you said, really ask why. I try why, and ap- why. apply that to everything I put out there. Like, doesn't always work. I'll yeah, grant you that. I tweet a lot at the moment. I've been tweeting more at the moment. You've been filling the gap that I created. <laughs> well, the thing is, because I've seen that it can help with engagement for the podcast, that encourages me more to do it. But there's so many times I'll go to tweet something and I delete it because as I'm typing it, I'm like, no, it's just, no, I don't need to do that or that doesn't quite make sense or that I can't quite word it how I would like to word it at the moment. So I'm just yeah, not going to do it. A few times I've been really proud of myself when someone's responded to a, a tweet or something. Yeah. And I've typed out this whole thing. I'm like, no, because you know what? They're just looking for an argument. Kind yeah. Of thing. yeah. They're just, it's not worth the engagement. And I'm not going to get through to this person and change their mind. I got to that through There's no point. the football Twitter sphere because I just, I got to a point where I was like, why am I engaging with this? Like yeah. I'm spending, I'll be spending so much time at night. Like, fucking tweeting and Facebook messaging, not messaging them, but like comment threads and stuff like that, of people I'm never going to meet and I don't give a shit what they actually think. But I'm let, it bugged me at the time, like, well, they think I'm stupid, but why do they yeah. think I'm stupid? And it's like, because I'm not stupid and not, I made a decent point. Why do I give a shit? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I just stopped doing that and I think more people should do that. And I think that's the problem. A lot of the issues with social media and people's behaviour on it, it's all a matter of choice. And it comes back to like what Ricky Gervais said on, in an interview once, that like, if you don't like what I'm putting out there or what unfollow. I'm tweeting, unfollow me. You have the power to not see anything I'm putting out there. Did you know so Ricky Gervais is an atheist? I've heard him mention it a couple yeah. of times. Yeah. yeah. Once or it's, twice. It's come up, right? Yeah, yeah. I think he might have even done a special about it. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I th- I'm pretty. Sh- I don't. I don't know if he mentions it in his stand up. No, but um, he tends to keep that sort of stuff yeah, out. Of it, doesn't he? Apparently, it's something yeah. that he believes in. Yeah, yeah. Or doesn't? Or doesn't? Like, quite brilliantly. Yeah. <laughs> Although, if you ever want to see someone chop down Ricky Gervais, James Acaster does it beautifully. Oh really? Yeah. Why? Um, he calls him out for transphobia. Okay, is that off? I haven't seen the recent... Um, no, no, so this is before. Special. So this was oh, James really? Acaster doing his cold lasagna tour that I went and saw, by the way, which was brilliant. Yeah. He didn't do this I bit do when like I... James I didn't see this bit when... He didn't do this bit when I saw him. But he does this thing where he comes out, he's like, I'm an edgy comedian. I'm going to say edgy things. And, you know, if you don't <laughs> like it, that's your problem. Because I'm edgy. What am I, too edgy for you? And then he goes, do you know who've had a really tough time and need to be taken down a peg or two? The trans community. <laughs> And then he turns around and he goes like, no, I can't say what comedian that's about because apparently people are more comfortable laughing at trans people than they are at Ricky Gervais. That's fair. I think I haven't seen his recent... uh, I've seen clips and it just looks like the same washed up material that's easy jokes in some cases. That's fair. Like I said, I haven't seen it, so I can't comment on it. You could very well be right. Having listened to a lot of him being interviewed and him being quite honest... I think I understand where his comedy comes from um, and I'm not going to defend everything he says because there's some of his jokes I haven't liked and I don't think mm. they're funny. But again, that's my projection. Like one of them was, I didn't like the fact he joked about the Holocaust, but I know people. I think there's famous, there's, there's the absolute king of the Holocaust jokes. I know, you say it every time of David Baddiel. Oh, the David Baddiel is where I heard it, yeah. yeah. But it's like, it's you you can't beat that. Although, no. I'll Oh, no, I was going to say, you say there, was, yeah, joke, yeah, saying it? that to God, um, you know, implying that God was absent for it. It's yeah. it's quite a clever... It's a very, very clever joke. Um, so, but, yeah, so I think like, I sort of understand 
where Ricky Gervais comes from with his comedy and I think it's because he is clever and he is good at comedy and I think he puts the two together and tries to make jokes deliberate I don't know if edgy is the right word I think he likes to put it as close to the border I as think, he can I think he's um, and I don't mean because I've enjoyed some of his stand up in the past yeah but I don't I think he, for me, when I've watched clips of his recent show and his last show that he did, um, Supernatural. No, is this one Supernatural? Human was the last one. Might have been Humanity or something. Humanity. And what it struck me was is there's a real skill and an art to stand up, Mm. and I don't think he possesses that. I don't think he respects that as much as anything. I think think he strolls up and does these, in my opinion, for the most part, lazy jokes. That's fair. Using the same tropes. So, like in the latest interview. In the latest stand-up, sorry, there was a clip. The reason I said the atheist thing mm. was he does this He does this joke and he's like, you know, I'm an atheist. People come to me and they go, well, you don't believe in anything. Well, you don't even pray anything. And he's like, yeah. Really. And it's like, mate, no one says that to you. We all know you're a fucking <laughs> atheist. I'm like, you can't just recycle the same material that you've been dragging for like 10 yeah, fucking years. no, I get that. Um, and then taking easy pot shots at, at various minority groups because it's edgy. See, I thought... And playing on racism I, and xenophobia and that because um, it's edgy. Like, the it's not, and the Jenna, homophobia and the stuff. The Caitlyn Jenner no, no, no. in particular was very funny. The, yeah. Um, that one, uh, the Golden Globe, yeah. that was a good joke. Yeah, all right, fair enough. That, that um, was a good joke and I don't... I don't and that's the thing. He's when, good in, his, in those... Yeah, when he gets those sort of jokes, that's where I really enjoy him um, because it is a clever joke where to people craft think he's taking... stand-up the, routine. yeah. Yeah, because that one is it's making the joke is the stereotype of women jokes. Absolutely. That's the joke. That's the sort of thing I like from him. Um, but I can understand that he probably misses the mark on a lot of stuff. Yeah, I, I, um, like I said, I don't think he fully respects that. You can tell, for me, that he didn't do the hard graft in the comedy clubs. That's fair. That he didn't hone that skill. Yeah. That he didn't learn how to write a tight five. Maybe. You could be right. That's just my opinion. That's just what I get watching it. Do you know what I mean? That's that's not. And like I said, I've enjoyed his some of his stand up in the past. He's not that level now where he doesn't have to do that, does he? He can just rock up at a theatre or. I love that we've ended up on like we tangent so much. (laughs) We just ended up doing a Ricky Gervais dissection. Why not? I'm I'm here for it. Um, Me too. Me too. But yeah, I think my my issue I find sometimes is though, and you could very well be right. But I find it difficult when I've watched a decent amount of someone and I feel like they've been quite honest about what their intentions are, how they go about things, when people then accuse them of something else or the opposite. I find that really difficult and I don't know why. And maybe it's because I'm too trusting and a bit naive. I don't know because, like I said, I've watched a lot of of Ricky Gervais' stuff and I've heard him talk about why he does the comedy he does and sort of why he crafts it the way he does. And I feel like it's genuine. But I don't know whether that's just me being naive and I don't see. Yeah, see, I I almost think the not the opposite completely. But I don't think that of Rick Gervais. I think that that's he, fair. I think that he just writes like almost lazy, sound like the easiest jokes mm. that he can get with the lowest shots that he can take. Yeah, just being you know, it's like, is it funny? Not necessarily, but it's kind of yeah. offensive, and it's like, cool, that's fine. I'm in that region. That's cool. Okay, um, and just kind of being like, I think that's where he just. Yeah, so I don't think necessarily that off the stage he believes all the things that he's joked about. I think he's just he just sees it as okay. writing an easy show. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I think we'll probably have to agree to disagree. 
No, and that's cool. Like, it does, no, it doesn't it's, happen it's, a lot like on we, this podcast. No, we don't agree on Joe Rogan. We don't agree no. on Ricky Gervais. That's fine. So we, we, we should have a list, really, shouldn't we? We the should start we disagree a list on. of things we disagree and on. And then I also think we should have a sound effect, and I'm really upset I don't have it like a swerving car noise so that we can, when these things happen, swerve back to the subject we're talking about. Yeah, we should, you're right. We should include um, that. And that's an oversight on your it part. It is an oversight on my part. Um, and the technical issue in the first... In the, in, it was the series opener, man. Oh, don't. It was the, it was the... Part of me was tempted to text you and be like, I don't want to release it. I mean, I listen to it. It's like if it's I'd have known the day I was editing it, the the mistake I'd made, like if I'd have got the soundboard back out and my computer hooked it all up and figured out what I got wrong, I'd have probably said to you, "I want to scrap it and Let's just do it, again. do it again." Um, but yeah, by the point I'd done it, I was sort of like, "It's too late now." Yeah, I've done too much work. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Unlike Boris, who but does we learn from it, and this episode will be better. And in fact, it is better. So um, we live and learn. I think you should give yourself a round of applause. Yeah, I've got to find that though. It's number one. And <laughs> <laughs> even the even even the podcast is laughing at you. That's better. Second so you know what? I think that's an adequate lesson because sometimes you've got to try again. You have got to try. You again. know, sometimes. You vote for someone like Boris Johnson and you get it wrong. Yeah, and that's, that's fine. okay because you can vote better next time. Yeah, yeah. And that, that makes me think of, um, I don't know if you probably saw it, it went quite viral. A bloke phoned up James O'Brien and started crying. Did you ever see that one? Was it the what have I done? Yeah. Because yeah. he voted for Brexit thing. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Yeah. And that for me, it's like, look, we make mistakes. Just learn from it and move forward. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas not like this government and this prime minister that just carry on as normal so yeah that was the thing with brexit as well was it was like the people who voted for brexit which you know fair enough let's say 52 percent of the voting public was one of them but they all had different ideas of what brexit oh absolutely was yeah so Um, when you break it down the the non-brexit people that's pretty clear mm. stay in the eu like there's no change needed no but the the pro-brexit people though i think if you'd have offered them not join the eu uh, sorry, not leave the EU. Yeah. Leave the EU under a hard deal, leave the EU under a soft deal, blah, mm. blah, blah. I think the non, you know, the, the anti-Brexit side would have leave. No, stay. I got that wrong. I took a 50-50 shot and I fucked it up. <laughs> the stay campaign <laughs> would have won. That's fine, mate. You just learn from it and carry the on. The stay campaign I mean? would have won. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, I think we made it to binary a choice, didn't we? It was just stay or leave. Yeah, because as soon as, it, um, as, soon as the leave campaign won... It was very apparent, like, oh, this is a lot know. more complex yeah. than we were sold it. Yeah. And that's both sides. Both sides were missold it on that front. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's absolutely fair. But, yeah, so no. But I think, yeah, the, the thing about Boris, like you said, I, like, taking it back, because I was going to say about Brexit, all the information was there. We just, none of us looked hard enough. And all the information no. about Boris is also there. Mm. And, again, it just seems like, He's done really well to craft this image of himself. And it's really interesting the way he just, we go, actually, mate, you've lied. You've been a real scumbag. You should probably go. And he just goes, "Uh, no, No. I don't want to. (laughs) And we're all going around going, you know, can he he do that? Yes, apparently he can. Yeah, he can tell the entire country to... uh, Get stuck. 
I hope that there's going to be like every episode one sound that you're just like drawn to more than any of the others. I just My only like real shame is that in the last episode, I really, really I've got one more Boris one, but the opportunity to use it just well, hasn't worked. Hang on, wait. Do you want to mouth it to me or like write it down and, and no, I'll, no, we'll I'll just do it. it. I've messed up enough times in this episode with the buttons. I'm not too worried about yeah, probably, random sound. This will probably be a laugh. Yeah, it was him uh, saying this. Space to feed to some of that. the human beings for the animals. <laughs> <laughs> but that just didn't really crop up do you know what I, I mean think is his solution to the energy crisis it was to do with no it was to do with global warming and they were talking about the ocean and the fact uh they were being overfished and there was something else and he said oh, you know, and she was talking about one of the solutions they were replying and because uh, he starts off going oh it's, it's so sad so sad and then she starts continuing and he just goes we could feed the humans to the animals but I think I just think that is actually his benefit. The poor people, yeah, you just feed the yeah. poor people well, to the animals. Less people to worry and about, and then there's fewer people to heat yeah. homes for, yeah, and whatever else. Yeah. Um, there was a great, by the way, in a Rishi Sunak, the man of the people, the billionaire <laughs> man of the people. Yeah. He sat in a. Um, I have never seen, or perhaps it's been, it's happened, and I've just not been paying attention. But in such a short space of time, someone go to so high and so low, so high. So he's got no hope. Like now. literally <laughs> two years ago, he arrived out of nowhere with the Golden Boy, and he was yeah, drinking Yorkshire tea. He was going to be the next leader of the Tory party. Oh, abs- he was and nailed on. Suddenly, wasn't he? he is an yeah. absolute Dominic Raab is probably closer to it than he is. And he was in a committee hearing recently, and the woman—I don't know who she was, um, because I've forgotten. <laughs> and uh, that's fair. But if if look it up because she is phenomenal. She asked him about because you know they're doing it because obviously they, they initially they were going to do this four hundred pound loan to all the households, every household across the country. Yeah, and then they were like, very recently to save their own skin for the part getting, they were like, oh, yeah, it's not a loan. Keep it. You don't need to pay it back. And <laughs> yeah. um, and she was like, but what about all the people with second homes that are going to get eight hundred pounds that arguably <laughs> don't need that help? Yeah. She said, what about the people with three homes that's going to cost the taxpayer 75 million pounds extra yeah. than just paying them for the one home that they're living in you know do they need the help is that really a good wise use of taxpayers money 75 million pounds yeah. of taxpayer money she kept quoting the figures at him for each different one yeah. and she was like what about yourself um chancellor how many households are you going to get the money for and he went well i'm going to give all my you know i've already settled i'm giving my money to charity and she went yeah but how much is that yeah. How many homes are you receiving it for? Yeah. And it was just like, it's just this little boy squirming. Mm. It's sort of how well, the boys thing is they don't recently. actually have an answer for anything, do they? And do you know what's really upsetting as we sort of, has been the continued theme through the pod, aside from Ricky Gervais, has been, they don't need one. No. The damage has been done. Yeah. And they can continue pretty much as they want. Like I said, I can't believe that I'm actually yearning for the time in our younger years and certainly in our sort of like childhoods where politicians would just dance around and answer without answering it yeah. rather than just lie. Yeah. Get caught in the lie and, and then deny that lying. they lied. Yeah. It would be like you saying to me, like for those of you that want to go on YouTube um, and you can follow the links to do that and you can see that my shirt is currently white. It would be like you asking me, is your shirt white? And back in the day, they, they you know, you get a politician sort of go, well, you know, it's, it's an interesting one to define. Obviously, different people see colours differently on the spectrum. And, and, you know, it's important to remember that all of those people are important people. Yeah, and all the colours are equal. No, they just go, um, 
well, obviously, you know, I'm wearing a green shirt. And you go, well, <laughs> you're not. I can see that it's white. And I go, I never said it was green. <laughs> and that's just okay now. That's the norm. Yeah. And yet I'm begging us to go back to the days when they would avoid answering the questions. It's so yeah. insane. Yeah, it is insane. Um, it's incredibly frustrating. And it's difficult not to just become apathetic and just... And just give up. Yeah. And I think that's where I, I go in and out of that. Where, like, I'll have a couple 100%. of weeks where I'm just like couldn't give a shit about any of it like what could i do like what can any of us do and then i'm like we well, should all be right do you know what yeah, i mean like something, something should something. be happening i mean i'm not saying i'm the guy who should be organizing it because that's a lot of effort and that's a you're lot of too busy working on your six pack which Absolutely. if for anyone on youtube will see that he's shout out to my shirt. partner did she get you this she did did leanne get you this leanne did get me this Do you know what? Yes. After I've been waiting a week to use that. After a few a minutes week. of um, not having done a sound effect, I thought to myself, I can imagine Leanne's name's going to come up at some point. At hundred, I've been waiting all week. So I went back onto that page. Given that I knew that the episode was going to go out on Sunday with no sounds, yeah. and it was just me basically <laughs> just saying your wife's name and then waiting as if I'm waiting for a laugh or something, or an applause. <laughs> as if I'm just saying, like, Leanne, you can clap now. Yeah, it's just an unwritten rule on the pod now that any time Jake says her name, I can say it. I've said before, (laughs) I actually wouldn't say her name just out of respect for her. I'd I'd refer to her as like your fiance and that. But as soon as you got that bad boy, I was like, she is going to get name dropped so many fucking times. Well, if this lady you're dating becomes Mrs. Hayes, we can, uh, you know, reciprocate. Oh, you can use it. You can absolutely use it. Hundo. Hundo, hundo. And if you know what hundo means, there's actually an earlier episode where we went through <laughs> some uh, youth language. I just want to say, bro, well done. Thanks. Another fantastic Thanks. If plug. If I can't, you know, it's a skill. <laughs> some people have it, some people don't. Yeah. What can I say? Absolutely. I don't think I have it. Sorry, I, I mean, couldn't help myself. Well, I'm impressed you got that right. Yeah. Oh, that. Well, the thing is, there's a little, oh, there's a list. No, I can the see the list. The <laughs> Still didn't help me before. <laughs> no, to be honest, though, I didn't know that existed before. I don't mean before. I mean, in this episode, when you yeah. went for a laugh and you, uh, when you went for an applause and you got a laugh. I pa- I'm going to be honest with you. I panicked <laughs> and I looked, I looked and saw laughter. Laughter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I want you, yeah. as we wrap up. Yeah. The world's a big bleak place. Yeah. The future of British politics is absolutely tarnished. Yeah. I want you to throw me a sound that's going to make up for it and make me feel like maybe there's some good in the world. Maybe it's a good place. I don't know. Just to entertain us. Just to entertain you. Well, in this case. I will love it if we Sakia. Love it. And you know what? That is exactly what Sir Beer is saying right now. Yeah, I'd love it if we beat them. And I just... Can I, wait, I'm going to queue you up for it. Just imagine, right? So, Sir Keir... I'm on the been, radio. It's, been, it's, it's general election 2023. Yeah. And uh, they say, Sir Keir, you know, polling, you know, looks tight. You know, it's going to be really tough. Those marginalised seats are going to be yeah. really important. You know, how do you feel about it? And he says... I will love it if we beat them. Love it. <laughs> do you know what? If he said that in the campaign trail, it'd win work. me over. It'd win me over. It'd too. win me over in a heartbeat. Especially if he did the accent. Yeah. <laughs> especially if he did if the they were like, if he you know, Sir so, Sakir, so what are you thinking about the campaign trail? I'd say you what, I would love it. Love it if we because he's still got to go to Stockport <laughs> and get something. He's still got to go and get a seat. And you yeah. know, they're not gonna go down easy. No. And I would just I would love it. Yeah. Absolutely so would love I. it. So would I. I would love it if he used that. Yeah. And I think 
on See that us. advice to Keir. Guys, please let us know what you thought of this episode. It it's was a gone. bit random. It is a bit random. We've talked about some stuff. And do you know what? We haven't done politics in a while. No. And I feel like early on, it was just a lot of us venting. Yes. Like we hadn't done for a while. Yeah, and I think that's fair. That release and then we started just opened up. Yeah. Um, but let us know what you think about what we've talked about. Um, we've talked about so much stuff. I we actually can't remember we what we've talked about. Do you support, you know, what do you think about Ricky Gervais? What do you think about Sir Keir yes. Starmer and his chances? What do you think about Boris? What do you think about the vote of no confidence and what that means? And, and what do you think about Boris's legacy and the future of British politics? And also, let us know who you, who, well, let, don't tell me who you're going to vote for, but if you're, if you previously support the Conservatives, if you don't now, let us know. Let us know why. We'd love to know your thoughts. Uh, let us know what you think of the episodes, what subjects you'd like us to Actually, talk about, any sound effects you'd like I know on. We can keep you anonymous. We can use all kinds of, um, you know, voice modification tricks and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, but I would love to genuinely get someone on. If you were out there and, and, and you're if British. If you're a staunch if you, Boris supporter. Well, I would love to hear from someone if you've changed your mind at any point, either if you were one of those people in one of those red seats mm. that voted conservative for the first time. Or vice versa, if you've been a conservative, as you were saying, if you were a conservative yeah. voter, and now recently you've you're thinking about voting for someone else, yeah, I would love to get you on and just ex- and just talk to you about that. So please, please reach out to us. Yeah, and you can do that by checking us out on Facebook by searching Crossing Sword on Twitter at Sword Crossing. We're on YouTube. Most of the time, you just need to search Crossing Swords in the name of the episode. Uh, we also put a link in every description of the episodes on your podcast platforms. And then you can write to us at crossingsword19 at gmail.com. And please, if you do go on YouTube, it would mean a lot to us if you could like and subscribe. Yeah, you, you don't need to like tune in and listen but to But what I would say video, is I checked our YouTube stats for the last episode and actually um, it's doing quite well. It's up. Yeah, um, yeah it's up. It's Big doing up quite people. well. And we're not really pleased with that, considering the issues we had with it, that enough people have yeah. been watching it. So hopefully that's a sign of things to come. So yeah, keep keep it up, guys. Keep listening, keep watching. And please, please share, like, and subscribe. Listen, we will be back with some cheerier content Oh, absolutely. Next week and I think we've you. had uh, cheery moments in this, or fu- at least funny moments in this. Um, I think so. So yeah. I I'm think, biased. I appreciate. Yeah. I Well, I appreciate our content if no one else does. Well, thank God, because not many people... <laughs> No, we're getting there. We've, we've got lots of we've got lots of supporters. We've right now, I would say we've probably got more supporters than Bryce Johnson Ooh. in his own party. Be interesting. Not in general. Obviously I'm not comparing our listenership to sixty five million people across the UK. <laughs> no. That would be arrogant. Yeah. Although if anyone was going to make an arrogant statement it between be, the two yeah. of us, it probably would be me. Yeah. But in his own party, I've, we've got more supporters Possibly than he has. Um, maybe we're too left leaning for them though. I mean, we're quite left-leaning. We wouldn't make it as Tories. We would not make good Tories. No, I think I'd find it quite difficult. <laughs> no, we would We would struggle. We'd yeah, be like, if I somehow ended up in the situation where I've been elected as an MP sort of, representing the Conservatives, something's go gone wrong. Some, you'd go to do with. some work on a thing. And, and Which, be like, by the way, guys, if there's anyone out there looking for candidates, you know, I'm happy to earn 80 I'm grand always plus consi- a year. I'm always cons- I genuinely <laughs> I'll sacrifice every, my beliefs. <laughs> every, I would say like a couple of years, I consider running for Parliament. Yeah. It I've, goes very quickly, but I consider it. Yeah, it's so unrealistic, though, in terms of what you think you can actually do in politics. I, would Im- I do imagine, as a Tory, you you having the discussion with one of the more senior members being like, well, I can't help any of the poor people in my constituency. Like, no. Not one. I can't just give one a bit of bread. And they're like, no, 
what you can do is you can explain to them that Brexit's the reason that they've got more bread on the supermarket shelves <laughs> yeah. and the quality is is been lowered that we can increase the price. But yeah. you cannot actually help them. No. That's just not something we do no. here. No, absolutely not. And I would be like, I you know what, this doesn't work because we're not psychically linked and I don't no. have control of the soundboard. But what I was no. going to say is, ha, gay. <laughs> would you like me to play that for you, Jake? Yeah, like, I'll redo it. This will happen a lot over the coming months. I'll redo bits. So I well, would be like... what we can do, if you ever want to get involved with certain sounds, is I can put it in the middle of the table. I'm good, it's fine. I might just like... I might text you. Okay. I might like WhatsApp you some sound requests. Okay, that's absolutely um, fine. But what I would say is, I can imagine as a Tory MP, I want to help someone in my constituency, and they're like, no, you know, you can explain things, but you can't actually help them. And I would say... Because <laughs> that's the kind of cool politician I am, guys. That would be a very interesting response, and what a better place to leave it than that. So, guys, as always, and as I said at the start, please forgive me for my previous mistakes. We will continue to try and improve, and we will improve. Do you know what? Much like Boris, Andrew has already told me he's not standing down. No, absolutely he's not. He's not resigning. He wants no. to draw a line under the sand and move forward. And he wants the country to move on. He wants our listeners to I just want to get Brexit on. done, Jake. I think you can. Uh, I think uh, if anyone can, it's you. Yeah, me too. But you want to move. You want to draw a line on the sand, and you want us to move on because you think people don't care about silly technical mistakes. No, they don't. What they care about is good content, and we and, bring good and content. getting Brexit done and getting Brexit done. And I think I can do both. I, I, I mean, you definitely tick the box for good content. Okay, <laughs> that's in the bag. Don't worry about that. I can, I can help lighten the load if you want. Yeah. But they get Brexit done. It's a big job. It's a big job. I know the way I'd go about it. It'd be very similar. I'd probably ramp it up, if anything. Just get rid of the union. Solves I mean, all the yeah. issues. Yeah. I mean, like, why do we even have poor people in and this country? And I would absolutely slap a hard border, destroy Ireland as much as possible. Honestly, thought you were about to talk about hard-boiled eggs, which would have been a really <laughs> weird segue. No, I but think... Yeah, just destroy uh, the union. Absolutely destroy the union. Yeah, yeah. Ireland, more yeah. borders. I they probably privatise the NHS. It's probably been That's too not even got anything to do with Brexit, but I'd do it anyway. It's been too peaceful for too long. Yeah. Ireland, hasn't it? What we've been missing in the Union is civil war. Yeah, de- definitely. Yeah. Definitely. There, there should be more division. Yeah. Not ramp up the Unity division. is overrated. Absolutely. Who wants to agree with other people? I don't. And do you know what? I don't agree with you on that. And that and Which I weirdly means that, that I do agree that more people should be. You know, we don't look too deeply into it. No. So guys, as always, thank you, and we'll see you next time. Bye.